0: To the worship retreat, creative retreat, uh, and uh, we, we went up there. And really, seriously, I didn't. I was just a participant. I didn't have any idea what Michael was going to do. None, zero, zip. And uh, and and so and so, it, it was really it's really fun for me to go in those kinds of environments. And um, and, uh, and 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 uh, we we've been going up there for years. I've probably been going up there since the since the mid-90s, probably, you know, uh, 94, 95, you know, somewhere in that region, going up to the Ichthus and, and doing retreats. And, man, we've had some re- really powerful retreats. We're going up there in October. You guys need to sign up. If you had not signed up, you need to sign up for the men's retreat. But uh, we've got about 30. we got about half of what we need, and we can carry up to 125. So sign up, man, for that men's retreat. That's that's on our website, too. That's a, that's a, a must. That's happening in October. Anyway. <coughs> We've had some powerful times in prayer and intercession for one another at those, at those events. Ladies retreats that we do, incredible times of prayer and intercession for one another. But I experienced something up here this weekend that, that I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen. And that was the, the healing power of Jesus in, in, in such a different way. And the reason I say that is just because oftentimes when we think about, we think about healing, we think about, you know, the, the, uh, in Mark chapter 3 where, where the, the guy with the, with the withered up hand, uh, you know, Jesus says, stretch out your hand, and, and, and the hand was stretched out. Or maybe, maybe we hear about a cripple, and, you know, the cripple, you know, rises up, and he says, take up your matter walk, or the blind man, or, or the leprous. You know, we, we think about those types of healing, and they're, and they're, and they're amazing, and God does it. And he might have even done it while we were up there. And we tend to overlook those things that are soulish healings, and they're everywhere. It's the woman at the well, the woman we calling adultery. Uh, you know, it's David being restored. I, I, every prophet that comes to a revelation you know there's just soulish healing that's that's happening all through scripture. matter of fact, when James chapter five speaks about healing the, the the Greek word that's used in that has much more to do with soulish healing than any other type bring 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 your your sick and those that are afflicted too, and God'll heal their soul. He'll heal them physically. They also hear this soul. And so I, 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 I witnessed soulless healing and I witnessed it in a way that, that, that I, I felt like I needed to come back and bring the message to the church because what I saw was I saw the love of God um, I saw the love of God uh, expressed in, in, in such unity that hellish forces were scared to death that they, they, they ran from the room and, and so oftentimes you know when we get around uh, church p- folk you know we you know we're we're rebuking everything and we're you know we're you know we're we're demonstrative in our taken by hell and, and I saw something that 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 we're gonna get good at and that was unity and love with expectation that the cross and the redemption of the work of the cross is enough to bring health and healing <laughs> to the deepest soulish wounds yeah. That, yeah. That, 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 that are, that are, that are in human beings. And because of the unity of that love, man, I, I mean, I watched hell run. And it really reminded me of the scripture that says, you know, if, if, if you resist the devil... He will, doesn't that sound like he's scared to death? And so oftentimes I think our M.O. is, you know, (laughs) get out of here! Instead of, I love you, Lord. I receive your love and your redemptive power. And I receive everything that you have for me, and I receive everything that you, I agree with you, God. And man, not only did I watch that, I watched a group of 30 people agree with that about an individual. And the power of that did incredible, incredible work. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I thought, this is church. I thought, this is what church is supposed to be. The church has a reputation for eating their wounded. For judging and condemning those who have fallen. Yeah? Yeah. And man, that I watch love work. And so I think I'm going to start again with the opportunity. I'm going to give those who, who went on the worship retreat an opportunity to I just give a testimony of what God did for them, or what they saw briefly, a brief testimony. So I'm going to give an invitation and say, "Anybody who wants to come, come." And I'm going to give you that in seconds. So if the Lord is doing it to you now, if He's saying, "Come, I want you to testify, come, testify." Would you do that? Don't make me call you out because I will. <laughs> so if you're getting an unction, come. we need testimony. Who's coming? Come. Yeah. There's that. Let me get that for you, Leanne. This is Leanne, everybody.
1: Well, um, what God did for me was, the lie was that I wasn't strong. And the truth is that in him I am strong. In every circumstance in my life. And I'm even strong to come up from that chair right now. And um, I'm going to walk in it, you guys. Um, I'm going to see the end of my testimony that God was with me through this whole journey. And um, the love that I felt from everyone at this retreat, like Pastor said, I've never experienced such a Like, this is family, you guys. This is where healing is. And um, this is where restoration is. This is where hope is. And um, I can't wait when my testimony, when I get to the end, where I can tell you all all the things that God has done in my life. But let me tell you one thing. I'll make it quick. I'm getting long, and I'm not going to do that. God moved us here five years ago, and before we moved here, I didn't know why. And even then, I heard God tell me, you'll understand when you get here. And I've watched him change and rise up in all four of my children, three that come here faithfully. And when circumstances want to come at me, and I want to feel like, I can't do it, God. I'm not strong enough, like I see everybody else. He reminds me of what He's done in my children's lives. And there's victory, you guys. So Amen. That's, all. that's <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> let's, let's get another. Next. Quickly. Next. Come. <laughs> Twice. All right. I'm I'm good. I'm glad. We're gonna do it again. Amen. It's gonna be easier the second time. Right. <laughs> I hope so. I do too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And don't worry about being long. You tell the you
2: Okay. Um Hopefully I'll be a little more put together this time. <laughs> um, I have been in a really dark battle the past seven or eight weeks. And um, there were just layers of lies that um still working through that uh the enemy just had me isolated and alone and backed into a corner. I didn't I didn't really know how to get out and um we were doing this exercise at the creative retreat um that I almost didn't go on cuz isolation, right? And uh <laughs> We were identifying lies, and then replacing them with truth. And um, it took me a while because there's a lot of lies, and I was trying to figure out which one was the biggest, and which one was like the most important to move. Which where was I stuck the most? And it's it was just that I was alone, that I was always on the outside looking in, even when I'm around people. Um, that I'm not really connected. I'm not really part of the group. I'm not really, I lift out easily. And, um, I, when I really got honest, I realized that I was afraid I was going to find out that's true about God, too. (laughs) And that, um, the promises that I had once stood so strong on didn't feel like mine anymore. They didn't feel like they were for me anymore. And I just couldn't see my way out. I couldn't... I couldn't see through it. And so Friday night, Michael put me on the spot. And I was like, well, I've tried everything else, so I guess I'll just spill my guts all over the floor here in front of 35 people I know what different levels. Of. And uh, as I shared this with them, I finished explaining and talking and and they were quiet for a second and you know my thought was like yeah that's what I thought <laughs> what do we do with her And uh, and then Alex started singing and everybody in the room just rushed over to me and put their hands on me and were praying and singing over me and now I have this monument in my mind of and the enemy says, Hey, you're alone, no I'm not. <laughs> hey, you're on the outside. No, I'm not. And um and I started singing words that I wrote four years ago over me. amazing it was amazing overwhelming <laughs> kick in the teeth to that lie and where I was so stuck there's no some breakthrough that I can keep moving and
3: Verse. I sing praise and I say Incredibly just like God to give this song to Jordan four years ago as medicine to put in the cabinet, knowing that she'd be right here and that she'd one day need it to remind herself of who He is. We see that throughout Scripture with Jacob. When he has the encounter with the Lord with the Jacob's ladder and the rock, he pours oil on the rock, and says, Surely this is the house of God. We see the Ebenezer of when they crossed the river on dry land, they set a stack of rocks up, here's where God moved to remind ourselves that he's faithful. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jordan. Okay, I got to fly. And so, if you've got time this afternoon, you can open to Joshua today and, and later on. Joshua. You can also open to Romans chapter 8. The reason I want to talk to you about what I want to talk to you about today is this, is I see the church going in this cycle, this vicious cycle. And what we do is we take ground, and then we back up. We take ground, the same ground that we've already took, and then we back up. And then we take that ground again, and we back up. And I, and I watch people do it over and over and over again, and God is telling me this, that's not what I created for you. He, he, sa- he says this in Romans 8, and, he, and he's talking to the church, he's talking to the elect, and he says this, he says, he says, if God be for you, who can be against you? He also says, what is hope if, if you can actually see what you're hoping for? That's not hope at all. What hope is, is when you can't see what you're hoping for, now that's hope. And so there's this place that he says says that we can get to, that we can hope, we can hope, and we can look forward to. And he's referencing this transformation process for the elect, for the church to engage in as he transforms us into his image. He says, from the foundation of the world, I have established this plan for you to look like me. And the hope is that you're going to look like me. And in that context, he says this, if God is for you, what can stand in the way of you looking like me? There's nothing that can stand in the way of you looking like me. There's no power. there's, There's nothing. But there's this process. There's this submission to the process. And in Joshua, we see that process. We we, 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 we see this cooperation with God and so the thing that I want to talk to you about today is this journey God had the Israelites and the church on so that He could reveal to you what your journey is supposed to look like. And your journey is supposed to be taking ground and, and not relinquishing that ground but taking additional ground. And not relinquishing that ground and then taking additional ground. And there there are reasons why we don't continue to take ground. And one of the main reasons is some of us think we're better off in Egypt. And some of us build walls around ourselves so that we can stay in Egypt. Some of us say, I had it better there. It's too hard trying to submit myself to this transformation process of God. I'm just going to go back to Egypt. And God says, no, I want you to take ground. But this is the deal. What we do is we take that ground and we rejoice over taking that ground. And it's kind of like I was reminded, somebody told me a story about a, a garden, you know, so that somebody comes in it's a weed-infested garden. They go in and they pull these weeds up around these, these valuable fruit-bearing plants by their roots, but they don't remove the weeds from the, root, from the garden area. They, they leave the debris still in the dirt. And when they come back, they they discover because they didn't remove the thing that that was causing the problem that they come back in not too long a time and the weeds are already grown back over into the garden. And I see Christians do that all the time. And to be honest with you, to, to be just straightforward with you, that kind of Christian is not very attractive to the world. But they're constantly in that same defeated place. And God wants to move you from one place to another. Now here's the deal: that takes cooperation with God. Because every time God took new ground, he had a different plan. And what we do oftentimes is we say, Well, this is the way God did it last time. I'm going to do the very same thing this time, and 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 victory doesn't come. So we get defeated and we get Discouraged, and we say to ourselves, Egypt's better. Captivity's better. I knew it wouldn't work. And then the lies start coming, and we start buying into the lies, and then we find ourselves in captivity again. So the first thing that I want you to hear me say this morning is that you have to understand that victory requires cooperation with God. The fulfillment of God's promise of blessing to the church depends on the cooperation of the church. The blessings of victory, the blessings of inheritance, the blessings of abundance, the blessings of God's provision, the blessings of God's peace, the blessings of God's rest all come to the people of God as we obey Him. Faithful meditation on His Word and faithful obedience to His commands are the keys to to blessing and abundance. There's this this cooperation with God. Spiritual maturity is not independence from God, but responsive dependence on God. Every day. To be victorious, we must surrender to Him. To lead others, we've got to surrender to Him, be dependent on Him. We've got to follow Him. This is agreeing and cooperating with God. And as we see that, as we, as we recognize that spiritual maturity is not independence from God, there are, um, there are uh, s- several essential attitudes, more than I've got listed, for God-given victory in the book of Joshua. A- and as we went into this worship retreat, and, and what I discovered and what just it just came pouring out through individual after individual after individual is... is I've waited too long to bring my darkness into light. You know, we isolate ourselves, we make excuses for ourselves, we're embarrassed about ourselves. There's some reason that we don't bring our darkness, the thing that doesn't look like God, into the light. We, we leave it out. We, we try not to face it. We bury our hands. You know, there's all kinds of ways. And what I want to encourage you, and what I saw up there, is that everything that it was exposed to the light, love happened. Love healed it yes. immediately, and it will continue to heal it as long as there is a agreement with God, as long as there is cooperation and dependence on God. So we've got to become, as a body believers, to, to be the church that God created us to be, we've got to be quick to bring our stuff to the light. What I saw, what I saw there in the unity of love that was poured out. I mean, what I mean what happened with Jordan? I, I mean, if you could have seen it, you, I, I wish we could have we got some pictures, but you know, you take a picture of a mountainside and you go, oh, that's a good picture, but it doesn't look like the mountain when you were standing there, so it's hard. But but what, what the picture that I'm, I'm going to have in my, the memorial, the monument, the thing that's going to be in my... Bethany Wallace and, 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 and uh, Nyla Lapointe and Anna, was Anna in that group, had a hold of Jordan's hands raised in the air dancing in joy to, 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 and singing before God. And before long, the whole room is starting to grab hold of hands Lifting up in the air and spinning and dancing and joy and singing in agreement with with this coming out of depression because the word of God says, the uh, the, the that that praise removes overcomes the spirit of heaviness, and a person that was in deep dark depression is now filled with joy, dancing in a room with people around them, dancing with her in agreement, loving on her. And, the, and hellish forces fled. I mean, they were gone. And every person that brought stuff to the light began their healing. Leanne's testimony of, of bringing it on. Uh, and I know our kid, all our kids aren't in here, are they? They were in first service. Your kids were in first service. Your kids got out of bed this morning. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't. Know. They're, they're actually working, aren't they? But uh, Christians here, there's Christian right there. Well, he was working first service, right? You were taking photos first service. The, the reason I, huh? Yes. What? The reason I say that is, is because there is a reason. <laughs> It's because they're not only in love with God, but they're, they're in love with you. Yeah. you know, they, they want you to experience the same thing that they're experiencing. They're, they're for you. It, and this it, and that's what I saw. I saw this unity and love that, that just pushed back darkness of everything that was brought to the light. So quit hiding. Yeah. Come out of hiding. Yeah. Bring your stuff out of hiding. There's a group of people a ton of people who aren't going to judge you. We understand that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And it's the love and the kindness of God that brings people to repentance. and actually begins to actually have the ability to to do deep soulish healing. And and we we all need that to bring it to the light. And then we need to understand that in this book of Joshua... There, there is a, a dependence upon God's provision that is taught the people before they begin to take ground. And they understand that they've got to have a daily dependence upon God. And, 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 uh, and th- that's taught that there's manna that's taught every day. Let me just tell you this. Why people come forward and they take ground and they move back is because they quit depending on God daily. Somehow they drift, somehow they they rejoice in their victory, and then they forget how they got there. They they get in a devotional, they get in to where they're reading the word, they maybe get in a small group, they might do this or that or the other, and it puts it propels them into a place where they're 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 eating the man of God, the bread of life, the word of God. It's beginning to to do its work, and then there's and then the, that thing brings prosperity, and then at some point along the way there comes a distraction or something happens that they revert back to a place where there's an absence of dependency upon God. And God says, the only way that you can take those places is a dependency upon me. And so there's dependency upon provision. And then we've got to understand that pride has a fatal result. Resisting God has a fatal result you mind if I tell a little of your story this service as well? I did it last service without your permission. I'm going to get your permission this service. He did it to the worship team, so I'm just going to share it a little bit. Um, uh, there was, a, there was a, a place, and this is what happens to all of us. You know, I'm saying this because i got a fresh story. I can tell it. <laughs> but it happens to me. It happens to you. That's right. We build walls in self-preservation somehow confused bought into a lie build walls of preservation trying to protect something or someone his happened to be finances even from his wife I mean there was not there was not um unity there was not this transparency in finances and there's a lot of marriages in this room right now that don't have transparency in finances they don't have unity in violence. So he's, he's dealing with this thing right here and he's, he's guarding all this and he's making excuses why he's not going to and, and he's, he's selling all this stuff in his own mind and what he's doing is, is he's not agreeing with God and so, and so he's imprisoning himself. He, he's putting himself in captivity all on the guise of self-preservation. And the lie comes, always, always comes on the idea of self-preservation. And it imprisons us in a place that God didn't want us to be. And he says, hey, you've got to come into cooperation with me and my word, and that cooperation brings victory and prosperity. That that, that agreement brings that. The only thing that can build walls and self-preservation attitude is pride what pride does is it, it kills. And so we learned that we've got to bring things to the light. We learned that there's got to be a dependency of God. We learned that we can't have pride and resist God. And then we've got to learn to make memorials on our victory so that we can, there's, there's a memorial, i got get this victory. I ain't going back here. And that's what that's what Jordan said. I got this from memorial. I got this place that I can remember, the song I can remember, this thing that happened on, on the creative retreat, the staff worship retreat, or whatever it was that we went on. I got this thing right here, it's a memorial that I can always remember that God gave me this song and put it in a medicine cabinet so I'd have it when in a time of need. And I had the ability to rest. So i always got that. We had another incident that happened up there, and it was a family. And there was a generational thing. What's really neat is God really uh, uh, blessed this family. There's a bunch of them are in the creative department, so this is a, you know it's like several generations of family in the creative department. They were all they were all there, or, or many of them were there. And one of them was was bringing to the light this this generational sin. And his family member was uh, across the room, and you know you're bringing this and. And, and 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 the family member said this hey at men's retreat you remember we 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 dealt with this we, we 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 began to speak truth into this thing way back in October and 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 here we are again. you remember that and and the person was like well, yeah but there was a there was a forgetting that God had already brought healing already brought promise because there wasn't a memorial building so what i encouraged a family member to do there was three of them i encouraged them to to get some you know go to hobby lobby or go to walmart or go somewhere and get some memorial that you can that you can put together and and you hand out to the family members and you say i remember god met me here God brought healing to my soul here. I got victory here. And the promises of God were, yes, and amen, here. So that you could go on to to the thing that God wants to do in your life to make you more like you in the future. See, God's got one plan, and that's to bring the kingdom to the earth. And he's got a plan to transform you to look like him. I know that we're the righteousness of Christ. That's the title. We're we're the righteousness of Christ. That's who we are. That that none of our sin is ever going to be remembered in heaven. You're not going to face the great judgment because you're His. You're a son. You've already been named a son. Right? All those things are true. But God still wants you to look like Him. He wants you to communicate his attributes and he says he says about you that 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 is his plan before the foundation of the world he his plan for you is for you to look like him and the only thing that can make that happen is grace it's the power of god working in your circumstances it's miraculous it's a miracle The only way you can look like God is a miracle. Tell that to the person sitting beside you. The only way you can look like God, come on, some participation please. The only way you can look like God, it has to be a miracle. And memorials are reminders of of where we've been and, 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 and to keep being transformed. We are dependent on God's grace, the miraculous power of God. So if we're dependent on God's grace, that means that the Holy Spirit's work is continual in our life. Continual. So let me just say, let me just try to give you a picture. Let me try to give you a picture. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. Joshua, i got to hurry. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. It says this, now, this is Old Testament. Y'all ready? You sure? Yep. I will never leave you yeah. or forsake you. Sounds New Testament, doesn't it? Because it is. It's both. I will never leave you or forsake you. God is always there. Do you realize that there's no sin that's ever been committed on this earth that's not forgiven? Mr. your theology, didn't I? Every sin on the planet has been forgiven if you come to the cross. If you receive the payment that Jesus made at the cross. He died for every sin. Not for just those who receive it. And so he is always Always, always loving you to a place where you will receive what He did for you. Because His whole plan all this time has been to transform you into His image. And so the Holy Spirit is waiting on you to come to Him so that He can give you instruction on how to conquer the next thing that He wants to conquer in your life to make you look more like Him. So the Holy Spirit is committed to accomplishing the task. It don't matter how long it takes. He's committed. His continued presence is necessary for God's plan to be successful in the life of men. It's it's a a mutual work. The Holy Spirit's work is mutual. It says this in, in, in Joshua. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you, do not turn from it from the right to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And it's been said, without him we cannot, but without us he does nothing. Without him we cannot, but without us he will not. You see, what made that love manifest and that Perfect presence of healing that came at the, at the retreat was people. Expressing the love of God with purity and holiness and unity. Without the people, Jordan's still stuck. Isn't that interesting? God always uses people. Cooperation with the Holy Spirit then becomes essential for our victory. He empowers us to fulfill our calling. He empowers us to complete the task that He has assigned us. He, the Holy Spirit's work is supernatural. You've you got to understand no matter whether you're working I'm looking at Nathan here, he's a trainer. No matter whether he's a trainer or who he's working with, the the, the Holy Spirit can give him supernatural ability to actually understand how the, the individual that God created is going to be better brought to health. He can give him creative solutions for every individual that are outside his training. So no matter what your job is, there's a grace that God wants to bring upon you and to make you look more like Him so that, so that His power, His miraculous power in your life can do more than you can do on your own. And it happens with every transforming thing in your life. He wants to take you from glory to glory. His whole purpose in you is to make you look like Him so that the world will be jealous and want to be in relationship with Him. And that in itself, when you are transformed in His image, that is the glory of God. That is the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. Your redeemed self on earth. Your healed self on earth. We were healed, we are being healed, and we We'll be healed there's this process that God wants, so I had this incredible vision of a church who l- learned to love impurity, who didn't condemn one another, who pulled for one another incredibly who there was really seriously i mean i mean not not empty words there's no respecter of persons that, that we that we I mean, come on, me and Richard Sullivan, you know, the two people at the top. Boston and Greenville, South Carolina, I mean, no respecter of persons, right, brother? No respecter of persons. No respecter of accent. I mean, you know, just. You know that there's a place of love and that everybody is wanting everybody to be healed. We all need to be healed. And that process started. Jordan had gotten into all this mess because her husband came up with this idea. <laughs> so it's it's the husband's fault. He came up with this idea. Here's the lie I've been believing. And here's the truth. I want you to I want you to discover the lie you've been believing of why you why you haven't what, why your maturity has either, you know, maybe slowed or may, maybe there are a lot of people like Jordan that feel isolated. We know that that's, I think that's like 27% of our, of our, uh, of our population feels like they don't have any friends was the study. They don't have any acquaintances. They're, they're just 20-something percent. I think my generation was like, hey, that's all the same study. But there's a place that, that, that you are or that, you know, let me, let me give you, I'm going to give you mine. That, that I'll never become the kind of pastor that can actually produce what God wants to do in me. That's mine. That's my lie. You'll never be, you'll never be good enough or holy enough to actually do what God's, the vision God's given you. You'll, you'll, never, you'll never measure up. That's a lie, right? Because when I'm weak, Right? We all got reasons that, that we isolate ourselves or we, we, we claim defeat. What's yours. And then what's the truth? So we're going to take uh, we're going to take four minutes. <laughs> now this has got to be quick, because we can't go more than that, or it will be considered long. Four minutes, and just say the lie. And say the truth. Now, if you're with somebody, if you don't know the Scripture and you don't know the truth, somebody in your group will know the truth, okay, and be able to say the truth. You know the song I started singing about Jordan. Jordan said, "I didn't. I, I, I've got this. I've got this idea that the promises of God, and the truth of God's word, and the benefits that God has for those who believe, I'm going to be left out of that." You know what I started singing? Tabitha Matz had prophetically started uh, playing. Jesus loves me on the fiddle. Earlier in the deal, and I started singing. She said, the lie is, God,
4: God, all
0: those promises aren't true for me. I'm going to be left outside the promises of God. And she said, I don't know what the truth is. And I started singing. Jesus loves me this of Christians who are quick to bring the darkness to light develop a dependency of the provision of God pursue him every day depending on instruction for them to take the next piece of ground without condemnation shame or strife. What a church. What a church. What a church. It's a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Ready for God. So, I've already gotten into your four minutes. Men with men, women with women. That way, we can be honest a little bit more transparent. Break up into groups of two, at the most three. This is my lie. Here's the truth. And then pray over each other. Here's my lie. Here's the truth. Pray over each other. Women with women, men with men. Real quick. You don't have to explain it, you can just say it. This is the lie. Here's the truth.
3: Trust you. I choose
0: to trust you. Let me pray a blessing over you. I really have two, so let me get to the first one. If you could stand with me, that would be great. I want to pray this one because the Lord said to, so I'm gonna play the pray this one and then I'm gonna give you another one. If you could just lift your hands to the Lord as this in a place of reception. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Say this with me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Ephesians 3 and 20 says this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think, <laughs> according to the power that is at work within the sons and daughters of God, so that he can bring glory to the church, do that we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Why don't you hug like 24 people? Introduce yourself before you go home. God bless you. Have a great week.